The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, it's mid-season grade time, baby. Part two. Time to go over the Western Conference. A lot of teams are going to get grades that will make their parents proud. Other ones may want to pretend like the dog ate it. Lots to cover, Nick. So drop that generic ass fucking beat. So we've reached the halfway point of the season. It's time to give out these mid-semester grades. Last episode, which was on Monday night, Tuesday for you, we covered the Eastern Conference, so now we do the West. So let's break it down division by division. My Portland Trailblazers in the Northwest Division have to go first. They were the first to come to mind. And you know what? After careful consideration, the Portland Trailblazers, they get a C. It's better than... I wanted to give them, honestly, uh, because of the moves, right? The moves that they've made in the offseason, you can't really ask for much better than that, but they are underperforming in a big, big way. I love Jeremy Grant's fit on the team. I think he's probably a great third or fourth scoring option. Best defender on the team, most likely in terms of you know point of attack. Can guard you know, probably one through four, two through five kind of a thing. Gary Payton II has been injured, but now that he's back, he's been amazing defensively. Very good on-ball defender, kind of guy that's disruptive, kind of guy that just is exactly who Portland needs. Scrappy, hardworking, annoying, amazing fit for Damian Lillard. The Nurk deal boy. He's shooting a lot of threes. Shooting a lot of threes. His three-point percentage is way up. His three-point volume is way up. Everything else has been a little erratic, a little touch-and-go. Portland started out super hot, looked like they were number one in the West for maybe a week or so. They're in the plan right now, not even, and I'm not even sure what they're going to do to make a move. I don't know if they will make a move, but I think everyone expected that this is sort of a resetting year. You're getting Shaden Sharp back into the mix. As a rookie, he hasn't played games before this since you know high school, 
was chilling in Kentucky, just doing homework and watching. And, you know, there's a lot to be encouraged in, but you're not necessarily saying that this is a successful year either. Denver Nuggets. Oh, man. I'm not just saying this. They get nay. I'm not just saying this because they're the number one team in the West, but holy shit, are they just fun and good. Defensively, they're playing elite defense right now, especially in the games that they continue to keep focus. Aaron Gordon playing the best basketball of his entire career, in his life. Guys like KCP, Bruce Brown, really good fits. Drafting Christian Brown, a.k.a. Christian Braun, has been amazing. He's added to the versatility of this team. I like the development of Bones Highland. Add that to a healthy Jamal Murray. You add that to a healthy Michael Porter Jr. Healthy-ish is pretty much all you're going to get. And a Jokic who's playing better basketball than he's played in years and going to win the MVP for a third straight time. Nobody's done that since Larry Bird. Insane. Boy, are they a dangerous team. They could win it all if they could play some defense when Jokic is not on the floor. Utah. Utah is uh, is something special, boy. God damn, does Danny Ainge know how to take a mess and turn it into a basquiat, right? I mean, he's like Jackson Pollock, just random spray pieces all over, and you look up and you're like, oh, my God, that's a, that's a vision. I think I love this Utah team. They are fun. I thought they were going to stink. I thought that they were going to just be right in the dumpster for Victor Wambanyama, but, man, they have a bunch of fun players. They have a boatload of unprotected picks. They have 13 lightly protected or unprotected draft picks that are first-rounders just from the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell trade combined. Alone. Just alone. Just from that. They also got Laurie Markkinen. Did I mention him? He's probably going to win Most Improved Player of the Year. He is now the leader in the clubhouse for that. They have Walker Kessler, who, let's be honest, is probably going to be better than Rudy Gobert. He can do more things. Uh, You've got Jared Vanderbilt, nice piece, versatility-wise. And you know that everybody that they're not going to resign, all the old guys, all the guys that don't want to stay, they're gone. They're probably going to end up flipping them for more pieces, too. This team is good. This team, the future is bright. They're still in the play-in picture. And they didn't even want to win. We didn't expect a goddamn thing from them. They get an A minus. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Minnesota gets an F. Really, because of the trade with Utah. Danny Ainge fleeced him. Like, you know that saying? If you can't spot the mark in the room, that is you. You are said mark. That's the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're the mark. They gave away so much for a one-dimensional center. Like So many picks. So many players. The fit with Cat is not good. Will it ever be good? I don't know. Probably not. They could go down as making one of the worst trade decisions in 
not just NBA history, but sports history. Minnesota, they've got a bad record for bad trades. Herschel Walker being one, remember that one? Like, this is up there with the Herschel Walker trade. But what's sadder than the actual trade itself is it's like a what-could-have-been story, you know? They were fun. They were exciting. They had one of the best offenses in the league, up and down, talking trash, taking Memphis to the break. Pat Bev was creating culture there. He loved Minnesota. Cat was terrible defensively, but flourishing in terms of his scoring. It was just a team you could get behind. You could say, oh, yeah, the future's bright for this squad. They add a couple more pieces. They have a bunch of guys. Fun. And all they got now is Rudy Gobert and a, and a dry-ass empty cupboard with just brown rice bagged up and maybe some cans of cannelloni beans. That's it. No shade to Aunt Edwards. He's, he's everything to them. But now you got this guy. This, you replaced all these young players for a, a lumbering oaf who all he does is clog up space for your superstar, make his life harder, not easier. This is a puzzling decision that Tim Connolly made so early in his tenure that is going to be analyzed for years and years and years to come. This team had the possibility of locking up a top four, top six spot, and now it looks like they're a playing team at best. Chris Finch probably going to get fired despite the fact that it is a success that they've gone 6-4 and four in their last 10. Just barely being 500 is like taking him from the hot seat and putting him on the medium heat seat. Not good. By the way, someone commented on TikTok that if the Wolves had traded for Mitchell Robinson instead of Rudy Gobert, they'd probably be no worse than fourth in the West. Like that team with all its pieces and all of its picks probably would be better than the Mavs right now. Let's be honest. Think about that. What a fucked up situation for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I feel bad for Minnesota fans, man. They can't catch a break. OKC, they're in the nine spot right now. They get an A minus. Oh, my God. Can you just tell when you watch basketball and watch these teams do their jobs? You know, not just the actual basketball, but the work that goes on behind the scenes. They're just some teams with smarter decision makers than others. And that is Sam Presti. That's him. He's a monster. He is just miles ahead of other teams. Not just when it comes to deal-making, when it comes to treating players well. Like you're hearing stories come out from guys who rehabilitated their careers there, like Al Horford saying that this is a first-class organization. They treated me better than any place, and they didn't even intend to keep him, right? Talent evaluation incredible talent development bringing on chip england to help josh giddy shoot threes he's playing at a level we have not seen from him before he has a team everyone thought would be tanking in the ninth spot the thunder have well exceeded expectations they're one win away right now from hitting their win total which was 23 wins they have 22 wins at the halfway part mark of the NBA season anybody think that was going to happen did you think Sam Presti was going to shut it down Shea has been insane at one point he was the leader to win most improved player he's going to be an all-star this year he's averaging 31 5 and 5 Josh Giddy 
is a bona fide star with with court vision you could only hope to have in a player, not to mention he can score and rebound and do all kinds of these things too. I love the fits of the two Jalen Williams that they got for nothing. They traded some random to move up in the draft, and now they get both Jalen Williams, one J-Dub, one J-Will, both good in their own right. Chet Holmgren, mind you, hasn't played one game this year. Not one. Been out with a list Frank injury. This team is good. They are more importantly than good, super fun. The future's bright. Everything they've done in the offseason was good, excellent, elite, and they're a fun-ass team where you can't really knock anything that's going on right now. 